0: Showtime Spanish, episode 2.
1: Es hora de pasar al siguiente nivel, de los ensayos al espectáculo. Este es tu momento, que se abra el telón.
2: Places everyone, it's showtime. Curtains up, light the lights. It feels just like opening night. You practiced hard, I know time to start the show step into the spotlight because you're the star tonight with your spanish skills at hand this language is at your command you'll be understood from madrid to bogota through argentina to nicaragua no matter where you go you'll have amigos break a leg take a bow it's showtime
0: Hola y bienvenidos a este segundo episodio de Showtime Spanish. Yo me llamo Mark.
1: Yo, Alba.
0: Alba, ¿qué tal estás hoy?
1: Muy bien, gracias. ¿Y tú?
0: Sí, estoy muy bien, gracias. Bueno, like last week, we're going to split the episode into three sections. El primer acto, el intermedio y el segundo acto. En el primer acto, Alba y yo vamos a hablar un poco... Y vais a escuchar. En el intermedio, vais a escuchar a José y a Alba con su trabalenguas. Y en el segundo acto, yo voy a explicaros un poco la gramática y prepararos para Verano Español, nuestra telenovela. But more about that later.
1: Venga, Mark, empecemos ya. En el último episodio, Mark nos contaba que él estudió filología española en la Universidad de Salamanca. También nos contó que su abuela era italiana, es decir, que, Mark, hablas español, italiano e inglés. ¿Qué otros idiomas hablas también?
0: Bueno, digamos que los idiomas son mi hobby, se podría decir. Me gustan los idiomas. Soy profesor de español y también de francés. Estudié francés, español y portugués en la universidad.
1: Ah. (ríe)
0: Y bueno, también hablo un poco de alemán. Mi mujer es profesora de alemán. Y además de eso, hablo un poco de noruego también.
1: Bueno, y también me han contado que también hablas catalán. Lo sé yo, que has hablado conmigo, que soy de Barcelona. No me
0: mientas. Sí, parlo una amigo de catalán, pero eso es otro podcast, ¿sabes?
1: Vale, vale. Entonces ya lo, ya lo comprobarán nuestros oyentes.
0: Sí.
1: De todos los idiomas del mundo, ¿cuál es tu preferido?
0: Uy, es que me, me gusta mucho el sonido del islandés. No sé, hay algo mágico del islandés. Cuando oigo a una persona hablando en islandés, me encanta. Me gustaría mucho aprender islandés, pero el problema es que es muy difícil. Y tú, además del, del castellano, del catalán, claro, y del inglés, ¿hablas otros idiomas?
1: Bueno, hablo un poco de alemán. Estuve viviendo un año entero en Alemania. Y bueno, es un idioma que me gusta muchísimo.
0: Ach so, also, wir vielleicht auf Deutsch reden?
1: Können wir machen, ja.
0: Vol- volvamos quizás al español. <risa> vale. uh, otros idiomas. ¿Hay algún otro idioma que que te gustaría aprender?
1: Bueno, hay muchísimos idiomas que me gustaría aprender, pero ahora mismo me encantaría aprender un poco de japonés.
0: ¿Ah sí? ¿Por qué?
1: Porque me parece una lengua bueno, es otra cultura totalmente diferente y me interesa mucho y me encanta cómo suena. Además, también me gustaría aprender un poco más sobre el gaélico, ahora que estoy viviendo en Escocia.
0: Sí, el el gaélico es uno de los idiomas de Escocia, Gaelic en inglés.
1: Por cierto, que me han dicho que mi nombre, Alba, significa algo en gaélico.
0: Sí, tienes razón. La verdad es que Alba, o o más bien en gaélico, Alba, quiere decir Escocia. En gaélico, entonces, o sea. <risa> te llamas Escocia. En <risa>
1: ¿Qué casualidad, no? Sí,
0: sí, sí. Y pues, por ejemplo, en gaélico podrías decir uh, vivo en Escocia. Dirías Hamia <risa> furach anen A
1: ver, hania furach Mm, pues no, no está
0: mal. en se dice muy bien.
1: Bueno, lo seguiré intentando.
0: Muy bien. So that was quite a lot of Spanish to listen to all at once. As we did last time, we're going to give you a summary of this now. If you want to listen again to the conversation before you hear the summary, you can go back to roughly 1 minute 40 in this episode. Here's the summary now.
1: A Marc le gustan los idiomas. Estudió francés, español y portugués en la universidad. Su mujer es profesora de alemán. Él habla también un poco de alemán, noruego y catalán. El idioma que más le gusta a Mark es el islandés.
0: Alba habla alemán. Ha pasado un año viviendo en Alemania. A Alba le gustaría aprender el japonés. Le gustaría también saber un poco más sobre el gaélico. Y el nombre de Alba, su nombre quiere decir Escocia, en gaélico. So, hopefully that's helped you understand our conversation. Bueno, volvemos después del intermedio. Hasta ahora. So this is the part of the show where you can sit back and relax. You'll still be learning, but nonetheless, puedes relajarte un poco. We're going to move straight over to José, who'll help you move your Spanish to the next level.
2: Bueno, muchas gracias, Mark. Estoy encantado de poder volver al intermedio de Showtime Spanish. Here in the interval, I am going to show you how to respond like a native. The idea is to take your Spanish further to the next level, al siguiente nivel. Spanish native speakers, just like English speakers, actually use quite a little bit of slang when they talk. Being able to handle some of this slang is a key part of becoming proficient in a language. Let me show you how to respond like a native when someone is being a little bit annoying. If someone is annoying you, or insisting too much about something, then you can say to them, No seas pesado, or No seas pesada. If you are talking to a girl, it means, don't be such a pain. You can also say, eres un plasta, or una plasta, if you're using the feminine form. And that means something like, you're such a pain. Right, so you can now tell people what you really feel. So you can repeat after me. No seas pesado. Eres un plasta. OK, and that's it from me in this interval. Remember, it's all about taking your Spanish that little bit further. Muchas gracias y hasta el próximo intermedio the Showtime Spanish. And now, back to Mark and Alba.
0: Gracias, José. Bueno, Alba, te toca a ti. ¿Qué hora es?
1: Es la hora del trabalenguas.
0: ¿Y qué tienes para nosotros?
1: Bueno, tengo un trabalenguas muy bonito. A ver, primero os lo voy a decir lento. Y luego me atrevo y os lo digo muy rápido. Vale, vale. <ríe> A ver, ese dicho que me han dicho, que tú has dicho, que yo he dicho, ese dicho no lo he dicho, porque si lo hubiera dicho, ese dicho estaría bien dicho por haberlo dicho yo.
0: Uy. bueno, dicho is the past participle of the verb decir, meaning to say. So, dicho means said. But the word el dicho also means saying. So, the first part was...
1: Ese dicho que me han dicho...
0: So That saying which they have said to me...
1: Que tú has dicho...
0: That you have said...
1: Que yo he dicho... That I have said... Ese dicho no lo he dicho...
0: I That saying I didn't say...
1: Porque si lo hubiera dicho...
0: Because if I had said it... That's the perfect subjunctive...
1: Ese dicho estaría bien dicho...
0: That saying would have been well said.
1: Por haberlo dicho yo.
0: Because it was me who said it. Okay, the whole thing fast.
1: Ese dicho que me han dicho, que tú has dicho, que yo he dicho, ese dicho no lo he dicho, porque si lo hubiera dicho ese dicho estaría bien dicho por haberlo dicho yo.
0: So there's something to practice for next time. As someone who's working on Spanish at an intermediate level, you may also be interested in our Coffee Break Spanish magazine podcast. This is a podcast for intermediate learners, and we focus on texts. Which allow you to develop your linguistic knowledge and also your cultural knowledge. We have presenters from Spain and also various parts of Latin America, so you'll be building your understanding of different accents throughout the series. Find out more about the Coffee Break Spanish magazine at coffeebreakacademy.com.
2: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat,
0: Welcome back to Act 2 of Showtime Spanish, Episode 2. We're going to take a closer look at what was said in the conversation back in Act 1. Now I should say that all the notes explaining all the language that was covered in the conversation are available from our website at showtimespanish.com. Today we're going to concentrate on a couple of the phrases that were used in the main conversation. To begin with, let's look at the word, digamos. I said... Bueno, digamos que los idiomas son mi hobby. Digamos, D-I-G-A-M-O-S, comes from the verb decir. And you probably recognize it as the present subjunctive. Now, the whole subjunctive conjugation goes like this. Diga, digas, diga, digamos, digáis, digan. So if we go back to the digamos part, That means we say. Now obviously that's dependent on a construction which requires the subjunctive. Let's take for example before we say. That would be antes de que digamos. Before we say no you are going to do it. Antes de que digamos que no lo vais a hacer. So you plural are going to do it. Lo vais a hacer. Or perhaps it might be He wants us to say the truth or to tell the truth. Quiere, or él quiere, que digamos la verdad. So, digamos, normal part of the subjunctive. However, the we form of the subjunctive is also used as a we imperative. Now, you're probably thinking that the imperative can only really be a command to someone. So, using the tú, or vosotros, or usted, or ustedes form... However, there is also this we form. In this case, it's translated in English as let's do something. Digamos que los idiomas son mi hobby. Let's say that languages are my hobby. And we've come across this in other situations. For example, the name of Jose's section in the intermedio. Pasemos al siguiente nivel. Pasemos from pasar. It's the present subjunctive, the we form. So, pasemos, as opposed to pasamos, pasamos al siguiente nivel would be we are going on to the next level, we are passing to the next level, but pasemos al siguiente nivel means let's go on to the next level. It's this we or the nosotros form of the imperative. Pasemos al siguiente nivel. Or, let's speak Spanish. Hablemos español. Notice the difference between hablemos español, let's speak Spanish, and hablamos español, we speak Spanish. So hablemos, present subjunctive, and also the imperative, the we imperative. There was another example of this further on in the conversation, where I said, let's return to Spanish, after we had spoken some German. So let's return to Spanish, coming from the verb volver, Volver, in the present indicative, that's the opposite of the subjunctive, if you like, the present indicative form is volvemos. However, in the subjunctive, that becomes volvamos. So, quiere que volvamos al español. He wants that we return to Spanish, using the the, the normal subjunctive. Quiere que volvamos al español. And if we just say volvamos al español, Let's return to Spanish. Volvamos quizás al español. Let's return to Spanish, perhaps. Volvamos from volver. And it's the present subjunctive or the we imperative form here. Now, before we leave the subjunctive, I'm going to mention one other phrase that was used. Alba at one point said, No me mientas. No me mientas means don't lie to me. Mientas comes from the verb mentir, mentir to lie, and it's a radical changing verb, so the infinitive is mentir, but that becomes miento, I lie, mientes, miente, and so on. But of course, mentimos in the we form, in the nosotros form. So let's go back to no me mientas, that's the subjunctive, and the subjunctive is used in the negative Imperative. So when you're telling someone don't do something and you're using the tu form, it becomes no me mientas. So you use the present subjunctive of the tu form, in this case, mientas, and you put the no in front of it, obviously because it's negative. No me mientas. So don't speak Spanish. No hables español. No hables español. How would you say, speak Spanish in the tú form? Speak Spanish as the imperative would be, habla Español. And that's the tú form of the imperative. The usted form is, hable Español. In a future lesson, we'll take all the imperatives, negative and positive, informal, formal, and indeed the the we form that we've been looking at today. And we'll go through everything. Don't worry too much about it just now. Before we leave the imperative, I do want to mention one other thing. We've had no me mientas, don't lie to me. A very, very common phrase using the same construction is no me digas, don't tell me. And it's, it's used just like that, like the way we would use it in English. Don't tell me, you don't say, no me digas. It's used almost as an expression of disbelief and you don't even need to follow it with anything. But it's a nice Spanish phrase, no me digas, you don't say. Now, there's one other thing I'd like to cover here, and that is a special use of the future tense when it's combined with the word ya. Ya means, of course, already. And to explain this, I'm going to tell you a little story. Como sabéis, yo estudié en la Universidad de Salamanca en España. Un fin de semana quería ir a una fiesta con algunos amigos de la universidad. Pero yo no estaba bien, estaba enfermo. Así que, después de la fiesta, quería saber lo que había pasado. OK, up to now. So, there was a party. I wanted to go, but I wasn't very well. So, después de la fiesta, after the party, quería saber lo que había pasado. I wanted to know that which had happened, what had happened. Así que, le llamé a mi amiga Estela el lunes por la mañana y le pregunté, ¿qué tal la fiesta? So I called my friend Estela on the Monday morning y le pregunté, ¿qué tal la fiesta? And I asked her, how was the party? Estela me respondió, uy, ya te lo contaré todo. Now, when she said this to me, I'd never heard this construction before. Obviously, I knew what it meant. I knew what she meant, that she would tell me all about it. But I had never heard the ya and the future tense used in this way. And it was quite tricky to translate it into good English. Now, you might be thinking that it's a little bit strange that I remember this one situation in which a phrase was used. But I guess that's the way that you learn the language. You remember when you first hear particular phrases. So, ya, with the future tense, has this idea of soon. So, ya te lo contaré todo. I'll soon tell you all about it. Ya sabrás. You'll soon know all about it. Or, ya te diré. I'll soon tell you. But it's used quite idiomatically, so it's difficult to translate. In the conversation, Alba said, Ya lo comprobarán nuestros oyentes. Our listeners will soon see for themselves. Our listeners can soon check that out for themselves. And that was when we were talking about Catalan. But as you can see from this example, it is quite difficult to translate. Ya te lo contaré todo. I'll soon tell you all about it. You'll soon hear all about it. Also the phrase, ya veremos, that we've heard lots of times. Ya veremos. We'll soon see. Ya veremos. We'll see about that when the time comes. Okay, this has been quite tricky stuff, so again, can I remind you that there's lots more explanations in the notes for this week's podcast. And that brings us to the end of Act Two. Bueno, Alba, ya basta por hoy.
1: Bueno, vale. Esperamos que os haya gustado este episodio de Showtime Spanish.
0: Now, you may remember last week that I said that we had a little bit of an announcement to do with Showtime Spanish. And that is that coming up in Lesson 5 is something a little bit different. Lessons 1 to 4 will continue as expected. But when we get to Lesson 5, we're going to be introducing something that will happen every fifth lesson. It's Showtime Spanish, and we need a show. So, our very own Culebron, soap, or telenovela is going to begin with Lesson 5. And it's called Verano Español. And the idea is that in the run-up to each episode of Verano Español, the language that you're learning in the main podcasts, in lessons 1 to 4 and 6 to 9 and so on, will help you understand the script of the telenovela, or the, the culebron, in lesson 5, 10, 15 and 20. You'll be following the stories of various people and we'll be introducing the first of these next week. So, something to look forward to. And of course, the full script of Verano Español and all the notes associated with it can be found in our show notes at www.showtimespanish.com Okay, Alba, over to you.
1: Queridos oyentes, se cierra el telón.
0: The curtain is indeed coming down, so join us next time on Showtime Spanish.
1: Nos vemos en el próximo episodio. Hasta la próxima, amigos.
2: Stood from Madrid to Bogota, through Argentina to Nicaragua. No matter where you go, you'll have a amigos. Break a leg, take a bow. It's showtime.
0: This podcast was brought to you by the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at www.radiolingua.com.